Hello, welcome to the We'll Preach for Food podcast. I'm Doug. I'm a pastor at Faith Lutheran Church. We're in Shelton, Washington, a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. You can learn more about faith at our website, www.faithshelton.org. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Over the next few weeks on this podcast, I want to talk about God, which is always a good thing for a podcast, which is a sermon. Anyway, I want to talk about God, who God is, God's nature, and what all that might mean for you and for me. And I'm going to start today with the biggest claim of all, that God is the creator of heaven and earth, of all that there is seen and unseen. Or as the old hymn puts it, all things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. So let's start at the beginning, as in, in the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Uh, I'll, read, uh, I'll read the story of the creation, and then I'll tell you a story about a Boy Scout patrol known as the Malicious Mosquitoes. You're also going to hear about Grandma Novak's Marionberry Pie, and then I'll offer a few observations and takeaways um, from our lesson today. And I'll do all this in about 20 minutes. So please open your Bible to the very first page, to the very first story, to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. We're going to read the whole chapter. As I read, I invite you to listen to it, not as a science textbook filled with facts to memorize, but more like a poem or a a persuasive speech that invites you into a sense of awe and wonder about the universe and about the God who created it all. Genesis chapter 1, the first verse. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good and separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. There was evening, there was morning, the first day. And God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. So God made the vault and separated the water under the vault from the water above it, and it was so. God called the vault sky, and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place, let dry ground appear, and it was so. God called the dry dry ground land, and the gathered waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it according to their various kinds. And it was so. The land produced vegetations, uh, plants bearing seeds according to the kinds and, and trees bearing fruit with the seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good and there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky to separate the day from the night and let them serve as signs to mark sacred times, days, and years. And let them be lights in the vault um, of the sky to give light to the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. God also made the stars. God set them in the vault of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the water teem with living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the vault of the sky. 
So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living thing with which the waters teem and that moves about in it according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, the livestock, the creatures that move along the ground and the wild animals, each according to its kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the ground according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make humanity in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And so God created humanity in God's image. In the image of God, they were created. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw all that God had made. And it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. And by the seventh day, God had finished the work that God had been doing. So on the seventh day, God rested from all the work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it, God rested from all the work of creating that God had done. Here ends the reading. Dear brothers and sisters, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So when I was 11 years old, I finally got to join the Boy Scouts, Troop 570. They met at Holy Spirit Lutheran Church in Kirkland, Washington. My dad was the pastor at that church. He was Richard G. Peterson at that time. Long story. Anyway, my brother Dave, six years my elder, was the senior patrol leader of Troop 570 at that time. I was so excited to be in scouts with my big brother. And it was an awesome summer of merit badges and backpacking and learning to be trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. (sighs) Well, if you know about Boy Scouts, you also know that at least back then, the troops were divided into patrols. A group, uh, each patrol, about six or eight boys, each with a patrol leader. And the most decorated or oldest scout was the senior patrol leader, and that was Dave. I was not the senior or oldest or most decorated scout. I was a tenderfoot, 11 years old, and my patrol, of which I was a member, had the coolest name and mascot ever. We were the Malicious Mosquitoes. We had this great little fight song or chant. We have wings and we fly. We buzz around up in the sky. We feast upon your purple veins and give you agonizing pains. The malicious mosquitoes. Well, a decade or so later, 
This next story has nothing to do with that story initially. A decade or so later, around the time that Brenda and I were first married, we attended the annual 4th of July Buckaroo in Malala, Oregon. The highlight of that day for me was Catholic Chicken. The local Catholic church, of which Brenda's grandma Novak was a member, served lunch to hundreds of people every buckaroo. It was a barbecued chicken half with all the fixings, baked beans, coleslaw, and a slice of homemade pie. Now, the pie table featured dozens of plates of all sorts of pies, apple, berry, lemon, banana cream, pecan, peach, rhubarb, all made by church members. Well, Brenda and I that day each went separately to the pie table, but both of us came back to the table with a slice from the same Marion Berry pie. We started to eat the pie, and it was really good. We began gushing over it. We were wondering who might have made it. Meanwhile, Grandma Novak was sitting nearby, and we noticed that she was uh, quietly beaming with pride. Finally, she said, that's my pie. Grandma Novak's Marion Berry Pie, the best berry pie of the Malala Buckaroo Catholic Chicken Feed. All things bright and beautiful, all creatures great and small, all things wise and wonderful, the Lord God made them all. Marion Berry Pie, chicken, Catholics, Marion Berries, sugar, flour, wheat, fields, agriculture, rain, photosynthesis, sunlight, taste buds, opposable thumbs, families, and Grandma Novak, the Lord God made them all. God also makes mosquitoes that have wings and fly and buzz around up in the sky and feast upon your purple veins and give you agonizing pains. God makes mosquitoes and grizzly bears and winter storms and hurricanes. God makes bacteria and viruses. And God makes plants with healing qualities. Science and scientists who discover and develop those healing qualities. God creates vaccines, antibiotics and probiotics, doctors, nurses and first responders. The Lord God made them all. Small Catechism of Martin Luther teaches that God has created me together with all that exists. God has given me and still preserves my body and soul, ears, eyes, and all limbs and senses, reason, and all mental capacity. In addition, God daily and abundantly provides shoes and clothing, food and drink, house and farm, spouse and children, fields, flocks, and all property, along with all the necessities and nourishment for body and life. God protects me against all danger and shields and preserves me from all evil. And all this is done out of pure fatherly and divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness of my own. All this, for all this, I owe it to God to thank and praise, serve and obey God. This is most certainly true. Four comments. First, I am not God. Creation teaches that I am not God. After all, the earth is like six billion years in the making. The universe, trillions of years old, comprised of millions of galaxies getting bigger and wider all the time. God has been at this whole creation thing for a long time. The Bible, especially Psalm 8, puts this all in perspective. The psalmist writes in a prayer or wonderment to God, just imagine looking up into the heavens and saying, when I consider your heavens, O God, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is humanity that you are mindful of us, 
human beings that you care for them. Yet you have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, and all the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky, and the fish of the sea, of all that swims in um, the paths of the seas. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Whew. So yes, we are each uniquely bearers of God's image and likeness, fearfully and wonderfully made. But truth be told, the creation story reminds us that we are only one blip of one little speck of a larger, longer story. I am not God. I don't know everything, and I don't have to. It's not about me. It's about God. Creation teaches us that a little humility goes a long way. Second, creation shows us that God likes variety. Creation, as we see it in the world, is a system that fosters immense diversity. The universe is a system of interrelated atoms and molecules and energy and chemical reactions. The earth is made up of vegetable and and mineral and animal. All these forces interrelate and create incredible diversity. No two fingerprints alike. They've never found two snowflakes that are identical either. The description of creation in Genesis 1 wants us to know that the Lord God made them all, that variety is by design, and that diversity is tov. That's the Hebrew word for good. Tov, tov, in fact, very good. This is why we ought to be slow to judge or exclude or label a person or a thing as somehow outside of God's parameters. The Lord God made them all. God seems to be okay with variety, so maybe we should be too. The third lesson from creation is this. Everything everything dies. The mortality rate for all living things created by God still hovers right around 100%. There's a poem in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It was made famous by, in the 1960s by the folk singing group called The Birds. But Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is a commentary on mortality in God's good creation. There's a time for everything, it says, and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. Mosquitoes, they carry diseases and give agonizing pains. They also feed the rainbow trout in countless mountain lakes and streams. The cycles of birth and life and death are also creations of God. They are part of this amazing and beautiful and mysterious and difficult and sustainable system that has existed for billions of years and will continue to exist for billions more. All this is to say that the point of life is not to try to prolong life or avoid death. Rather, the point of life is to make use of the time that we have, to give birth and live and die to the glory of the God who is creating us, who is loving us, and who has a purpose for our lives. So that leads to the fourth thing. What exactly is that purpose? What are we here for? Why does God even bother and why should we? The answer that creation tells us is that God is creating us. 
creating us to be compassionate co-creators. God is creating us to be stewards of the flocks and the herds and the animals of the wild, the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea. God has entrusted to us nice things. (laughs) And we were created to enjoy God's gifts and to take care of them. And as we practice faithful stewardship, we also learn compassion. We watch what happens when the land and the oceans are abused. Our hearts go out to people who lose everything in a hurricane, in a pandemic, in a war, or because of addiction or hate or bad choices or even just bad luck. You know, compassionate co-creating, it's kind of like baking a pie. Learning to bake the best Marionberry pie at the Malala Buckaroo Catholic Chicken Feed takes a lifetime of practice, trial, and error. It also takes Marionberries and wheat and sugar and certain predictable, repeatable, scientifically proven chemical reactions that involve mixing and heat. The Lord God made it all. What were we made for? I think that we were made to become increasingly trustworthy, loyal, Helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. You know, more like Jesus. Well, that's what I think anyway. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. I hope you'll check out our website, www.faithshelton.org, to learn more about the God of Jesus Christ, the God who created you, who loves you, and has a purpose for your life. Hope you'll sign up for our weekly emails or like us on Facebook or subscribe to this podcast. You know the drill. I want to thank Chaz for your podcast production work every week. And I leave you with this benediction, with this good word. God created you. God loves you and has a purpose for your life. And so all glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. And I pray that as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen.